The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. Welcome to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. I'm Wayne Shepherd. Our host is Percy McRae. Percy is Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. And today, Percy, we're talking about sugar and cancer, an important conversation to come. But get us started here today. Yeah, our spiritual nugget for the day is found in Proverbs, the 16th chapter, verse 24. Pleasant words are like a honeycomb, sweetness to the soul and health to the bones. Today we have as our special guest and a good friend of mine, Carolyn Lammersfield, Vice President of Integrative Oncology Services at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. And I've asked Carolyn to join us today to talk about sugar because all things that are sweet are not necessarily good for our bones. Mm. And more specifically, we're going to talk about sugar and the relationship with cancer. You know, when I think about sugar, the old Jackie Gleason expression comes to mind, and that's showing my age a little bit. <laughs> oh, how sweet, sweet it, is. <laughs> it is, he used to say. Carolyn, I'd like to hear your thoughts about cancer and sugar and the role that it plays with regard to this community. Absolutely. So we, we think of sugar as indirectly having a relationship or being linked to the risk of cancer. And so the, the indirect relationship really um, results from two things. One, sometimes when people eat quite a few calories from sugar, it ends up displacing other important nutrients from the diet. So they may not get enough calcium, B vitamins, et cetera, that are needed for, for cellular health, immune health, bone health. So that's one way that sugar may indirectly increase the risk of some cancers. And then the, the bigger link is really the, the fact that, again, if sometimes if you eat too many of your calories from sugar, um, you may consume too many calories in general, which can lead to the development of carrying extra weight, obesity, which we know has been linked to the increased risk of many cancers. So it's, it's the relationship between sugar intake and how that might interfere with getting all the other proper nutrients you need for health, increasing risk, and then sugar intake leading to excess calorie intake, excess weight, which then can cause metabolic changes that can increase the risk of cancer and other chronic disease like heart disease, type 2 diabetes, et cetera. And it's interesting that you would say that I, I do not have cancer. I'm not a cancer patient. But uh, I have modified uh, my nutritional lifestyle over the last six months. And particularly one of the key things is that I have uh, attempted to eliminate as much sugar out of my diet as possible. So it's interesting that you would bring that uh, that point up. And so, again, we know that and we have understood that there is somewhat of a correlation and of obesity and cancer that we should be mindful of, correct? Correct. I mean, it's important for adults. It's important for children. And, you know, again, the connection between obesity and many cancers and other chronic diseases and the the increasing obesity epidemic in this country has really resulted in almost all the, the dietary guidelines we have for Americans uh, resulting in recommendations to decrease sugar intake. So we have the dietary guidelines for Americans that are recommending less than 10% calories from sugar. The American Heart Association actually has even stricter guidelines than that the American Academy of Pediatrics, the Institute of Medicine, the World Health Organization. Again, uh, in Europe, they're recommending even lower amounts um, of sugars. So it, it is that powerful of a connection that almost every recommendation we have uh, for, for diet for populations is recommending less, less calories from sugar. 
Uh, one of the things that I think comes to the immediately to one's mind is then what do we do to substitute for sugar? Let's talk about sugar substitutes. Yeah, that's a, that's a natural question, and, and unfortunately, we don't or I don't generally recommend that people, when they're trying to lower added sugars, if you will, substitute sugar sugar substitutes because uh, more research is coming out suggesting that artificial sweeteners may cause changes to the the gut microbiome um, that can increase your risk of gaining weight and uh, being obese. Uh, so, one of the things I use to help people is an acronym called SLASH, S-L-A-S-H, where we, we say, you know, the S stands for staying home more often, mm-hmm. so cooking your meals at home more often so you have control over what's added to your food. Sure. Looking at labels, so labels can be helpful to identify, you know, where you're getting added sugar that you may not even be aware of. So things like condiments, ketchup, barbecue sauce, salad yeah. dressings, <laughs> there, are, there are lots of hidden sugars uh, that are adding to people's intake that they're not even aware of. I mean, certainly sugary beverages, baked products, and then sweetening yourself. So one example, if you if you buy fruited yogurts, you know, sometimes that can have uh, uh, teaspoons of added sugar in it. Mm-hmm. And so by buying, for example, Greek plain Greek yogurt and just sweetening yourself and using less, you can, contr- you know, you can drastically cut down the amount of calories you're getting from sugar. And then... Again, hydrating uh, with water as much as possible because the biggest source of added sugars in the American diet is sweetened beverages. So um, it's it's really trying to be, you know, much more conscious of what we're eating, what's in what we're eating, and the the more we do it ourselves at home, the more control we have over the amount of added sugar. So I like to say if you if you're if you're eating healthy that way, you can really afford to have a sweet treat if you want to, you know, so you don't have to completely, most people don't have to completely eliminate uh, sugar. I like to save sugar for dessert <laughs> versus getting it in my condiments, salad dressings, and drinks. That's a good way of thinking about that, again, just kind of making a conscious decision and and, and moderating where and when and how you basically uh, receive sugar intake. You know, I, I, I was surprised at the fact that there was sugar in ketchup and barbecue sauce, which I loved and I ate in, you know, in crazy amounts. But again, all of the hidden areas that I don't think that most people think about where sugar is added into our daily dietary intake is really an incredible education to understand and be conscious of. Quite frankly, even myself, uh, at the beginning of the year, uh, I, I made a conscious effort to, I had gotten lazy and started using, you know, more convenience products. Mm-hmm. And I made a conscious effort to start making everything from scratch at home. And uh, I, I found that even I started losing weight, which I don't, as you know, I don't necessarily need to lose weight. Sure. So I had to start eating more uh, nuts and nut butters and avocados and just other, you know, healthier foods without sugar to keep my calorie intake up. Yeah, it's interesting. The other thing is also understanding what the alternative names for sugars are. So everything is not just listed as sugar as we begin to start reading more labels, if you, as you suggested, with the SLASH acronym. Uh, would you mind going through some of the so-called other names, that alternative names for sugars that people may not be aware of that basically at the end of the day is still sugar? Sure, absolutely. It's estimated that there's at least 50, maybe more than 50 names for sugars. So when you when you look at labels, you're not just looking for sugar. You could be looking for agave nectar, brown sugar, corn syrup, dextrose, fructose, honey, uh, high fructose corn syrup, 
maple syrup. I mean, all these things are sugars and are, and are metabolized very similar uh, by our body, same amount of calories. So at least 50 different names for sugar. I think another thing that helps put it in perspective, so if you look at the current recommendations, the so the Dietary guidelines for Americans are, are recommending less than 10% calories from sugar. So for a 2,000-calorie diet, which is kind of what we use for labels, mm-hmm. that's 50 grams of sugar or 12 teaspoons, around 12 teaspoons of sugar. And I can tell you most people, for many people, 2,000 calories is more than they need, so the recommendation would actually be lower. So w- one example I like to look, look to is the American Heart Association's guidelines, which recommend no more than six teaspoons of added sugars for women and nine for men. And so if you start looking at labels, you'll see how quickly that adds up. You can be getting more than that, as you mentioned, just from the condiments and uh, you know, hidden in foods that you're not even really aware that you're having some, you know, something with a lot of sugar in it. So if you're eating a Absolutely. yogurt with three, four teaspoons of sugar in it, and then you've got barbecue sauce with a couple teaspoons, you're already over your limit, and you haven't even maybe, you know, had a sweet treat or enjoyed what what you would perceive as a sweet treat. It's interesting. You know, when I'm at the, when my wife and I, Anita, as you know, we're at the restaurant, and and what I now do and what I've done consistently over the last six months is I I order a glass of water, and uh, I ask for slices of lemon, lime, and orange to basically flavor and in some ways sweeten my water. You know, fruit-infused water is a really good way to, to, you know, to get hydrate without getting added sugars. I mean, enjoying the natural sweetness of fruits sometimes is a way to decrease your craving for other sugars. I think it just takes time and practice to be, be comfortable asking for what you want, you know, <laughs> to maintain your health. And again, because I'm walking through this process now, it really is becoming taking ownership of understanding what you are doing and why you need to do it and why it is so important and then finding that motivation and then being committed. Let's talk about and shift gears, if you don't mind, specific to the cancer community. You know, what are some of the things that 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 you like to remind people about, again, nutritionally, uh, whether it's related to sugar or otherwise, from a cancer care perspective, from a treatment perspective, some things that we can share with the audience that will be important for the cancer community? You know, you hit on a really good topic that that I didn't mention, and, and it's mo- motivation. You know, so when we're working with people, it's often tapping into their motivation. You know, what what are they motivated to do to to help? Um, you know, potentially improve their outcome, help their quality of life, help how they feel while they're being treated for cancer. Mm-hmm. So, you know, w- why do they maybe want to make changes? And then, what are the what are the potential uh, risks of not making those changes? Because sometimes it's good to to look back at that when you're maybe having a hard time or backsliding to say, oh, that's right, I wanted to make this change because when I eat that other way you know this happens or i don't feel, you know i don't feel well i don't sleep well i think the biggest challenge we face is you know we just spent a lot of time talking about added sugars and reducing added sugars and there is a place for that in some of the population that we work with okay um and and then there's this you know there's this whole other there's a whole spectrum of nutritional challenges we deal with during cancer treatment and so we are often dealing with individuals who are having the opposite challenges, having a hard time eating, having a hard time getting enough calories, losing weight, you know, which can interfere with their treatment, interfere with their quality of life. And for those individuals, at times, it may be 
at that time, the priority may not be the quality of what they're eating, like what we were talking about earlier, but the quantity. And at times, there may be situations there where we're not as worried about added sugars um, until we can get their, you know, their calorie intake up, their weight stabilized. Um, I mean, we, we always still try and do it with healthier options, healthier supplements, but there the challenge is, is sometimes a little different. And so understanding what the unique needs are of that particular patient uh, may very well be needing to add calories versus trying to reduce calories or add weight versus lose weight, et cetera, et cetera. So, again, uh, the takeaway there is be mindful of the fact that everything needs to be modified to the unique needs of that specific patient, their particular cancer, their treatment regimen, and they really need to make sure that they have a good conversation with, a again, a licensed, uh, a registered dietitian and nutritionist, someone who can help them uh, make that very specific to their unique situation. On that note, uh, one of the things that I know that's part of some of your presentations that you give is talking about understanding and looking at foods without labels. What does that mean? Talk to us about, educate us about foods without labels. What does that mean, Carolyn? Yeah, I, I, t- I talked a little bit earlier about reading labels to help you identify added sugars, and that is important. But if you think about the type of foods that typically come without labels, uh, they're they're going to be more natural foods without anything added to them. So I think about you know fruits and vegetables. You, you, you know, you heard about shopping the perimeter of the grocery store. So mm-hmm. the whole produce section, you know, that's that. Those are foods that don't have to have labels on it because when you pick up an apple, you've got an apple. <laughs> There's nothing, <laughs> nothing added to it. Uh, similarly, you know, fish, even you know your lean meats and poultry. A lot of the foods you'll find in the perimeter of the grocery store are just natural foods with nothing added mm. to them. So that that's a good start uh, to reducing added sugars. And again, I think it's it's cleverly worded when you, you use the phraseology foods without labels. Uh, it, it gives people something to think about and to be mindful of uh, when they're shopping and how they, they pick their food and their produce and et cetera, et cetera. And again, for me personally, and I'm using myself as a testimonial here, I've, I've done that and, and the effectiveness of it is incredible. Is there anything uh, in the marketplace in terms of conversation or literature that we should be mindful of about nutrition and cancer that we have not talked about today, my dear? Our, our website, cancercenter.com, um, the American Institute for Cancer Research okay. at, at AICR.org, the American Cancer Society, uh, the NCI, the National Cancer Institute, are just a few examples of reputable websites where you can get quite a bit of information on um, the role of nutrition and cancer prevention or risk reduction, cancer treatment, and survivorship. Great. Okay, that's good information to know. And 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 the statement that I've learned from you, Carolyn, is that there is still much more information to learn and understand about the overall effectiveness of nutrition, uh, and there is still much that we are understanding on a daily basis. Is that correct? I want to make sure I put that disclaimer out there. Oh, absolutely. I mean, right now we you know we look at nutrition as you know supportive to help patients be able to tolerate the amount of treatment they need in the time they need it. There's still a lot of research that needs to be done in the role of nutrition from a standpoint of anything beyond that. Great. Well, I'm excited and I'm thrilled that you could be with us. I thank you for your time. Love you and continue good luck and success with all of the work that you're doing. Thank you so much. Uh, Thank you for having me and all the best to you as well. 
And Percy, even as we say goodbye to Carolyn, let me let everyone know who she is. She is Vice President of Integrative Medicine at Cancer Treatment Centers of America and someone we rely on a great deal here on Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Absolutely. She's been on the show many times, and she's a great resource for information. And it goes beyond just hearing her on the radio and on the podcast because you, in consultation with Carolyn, have put together a resource we want to give to listeners called The Road to Good Nutrition. Absolutely. And it was written with the intent, again, to give some very high-level information that people should think about and consider about nutrition and how they can begin to modify and augment some things with their dietary practices. It's called The Road to Good Nutrition, put together with Carolyn and Percy. One of the things you and Carolyn say is that healthy eating is a gift to yourself. So consider that as you ask for this resource. Actually, you just go online and download the resource right now, and it's available at Health, Hope, and Inspiration. More about that in just a moment. But if you know someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. They treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. With hospitals in Atlanta and Chicago and Philadelphia and Phoenix and Tulsa, they take an integrative approach to cancer care. They use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease and supportive services like nutrition and naturopathic medicine, along with pastoral care to help maintain strength and quality of life. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America or contact one of their friendly oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses leading-edge technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Cancer Treatment Centers of America, care that never quits. Percy, let's talk more about this resource that we want to put into our listeners' hands here today. Absolutely. Again, it was designed with the intent and the purpose to give high-level information about the role and the possible impact of modifying and creating a healthy nutritional balance so that people can fundamentally, number one, be empowered around something that they can do without necessarily having a prescription from a medical doctor, something that they can do on their own at home, and again, begin to take charge of the process of possibly going down the road of good health. Yeah, we all know about the effects of good nutrition on uh, maintaining a healthy weight, but there are other issues involved as well, like the immune system. Well, again, in some cases, you know, there are still some research that is being done to really quantify just how much of uh, uh, nutritional modification impacts our immune system, but uh, there is the potential of that to take place. So again, when we begin to try to do the things that we know and that we have charge over, it simply gives us an additional tool to work with versus just kind of standing idly by on the sidelines. Well, again, this resource, The Road to Good Nutrition, is available online right now. You don't have to wait for it to come in the mail or be emailed to you. You can go and download it right now, The Road to Good Nutrition, at Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Com. And let's talk about one other thing that, as a resource, can help our listeners, Percy. This program is released as a podcast, which means you can subscribe to it very easily through our website. Absolutely. And we want to encourage you to tell all your family and friends uh, to just go right to healthhopeandinspiration.com, hit the subscribe button. It's very simple. We're just simply asking for your name and for an email address. There is no uh, resources necessary. There is nothing to pay. And you can become part of 
of our growing audience of health, hope, and inspiration. And then you can share that with family and friends and listen to it anytime that you choose, whenever your schedule permits. Well, let me use this as an example. Carolyn mentioned the acronym SLASH today. And I was furiously taking notes on what she was saying. But if you missed all of the acronym and what it means, you can uh, subscribe to the podcast. And then in the show notes, we'll tell you uh, all about Slash. Yeah, and, and there's tons of other references of information that she gave that you may not be able to retain by just hearing it immediately. So you can play that over or you can review the show notes themselves or you can send those show notes to others who also may benefit from that information. So, again, healthhopeandinspiration.com. Hit the subscribe button and provide three simple pieces of information. We will never use that information for any other purposes at all. And then you will receive and become a, a subscriber to the membership of Health, Hope, and Inspiration and the podcast that you can listen to or send to family or friends. And we are encouraged that tens of thousands of listeners are subscribing to the podcast now. Yeah, we're, the audience is growing. And let me say thank you to those of you who are consistently listening and who have shared the show to others. We appreciate it. Please continue to support what we believe is a, a growing phenomenon called Health, Hope, and Inspiration. All right, Percy, we were talking about nutrition with uh, Carolyn a few moments ago, and you mentioned the fact that you've been paying Paying particular attention to this in your life, just you know, just on a personal level, what are some of the benefits that you've experienced? Well, you know, it's true. And again, what's important to me about this particular segment, as but all of our shows are important, but this segment really resonated with me personally because I've been on my own journey now for the last six months. I've lost close to uh, almost fifty pounds now, modifying my diet with regard to calorie intake. And I know when people hear that, that they reverberate at the idea of thinking about all kind of extensive things that one must do or should do. And it's finding the balance of modifying your diet, your calorie intake. And a lot of that comes from sugars, which is what we learned on the show today. Mm -hmm. So really decreasing and modifying that in very healthy ways, which you can do uh, immediately. And then also finding the balance of things that you can do to help burn calories, whatever that type of resource or exercise will be for you. You have to come up with that. I am a, I like to bike. I'm a cyclist of sorts where people walk, people do all sorts of things to help burn calories. Calories, but it was really modifying my diet and taking a good look at uh, the sugars that I was taking in that I didn't realize, as Carolyn mentioned, there were ketchup, barbecue sauce, things that I never thought of being related to sugar because I didn't understand that sugar really adds to the calories that then really just kind of creeps up on you. Yeah. Next thing you know, you've got to augment that. It really is hidden it's in a hidden. lot of what we eat, isn't it? We're, we haven't really been educated about it. One of the things that Carolyn mentioned that I thought was very interesting that there are over 50 different titles or labels that really, at the end of the day, simply mean sugars. Corn syrup. Yeah. So when we begin to read labels, we're not necessarily saying sugar, but it's there. It's hidden. So part of the acronym of SLASH was staying at home and preparing more of your meals at home because you can control what's being put in your preparation of your food that yeah. way. And just briefly, a touch on there's a spiritual aspect to what you've been going through as well, isn't there? Well, the, the other aspect of that, quite frankly, Wayne, for me, as a, a spiritual epiphany and awakening is, you know, I can't really do effectively the work that God has called me to do if I'm not healthy at the end of the day, if I'm tired, mm -hmm. if I feel run down, if I don't have enough stamina and energy. And so uh, I have been challenged spiritually by God, in, in my opinion, to become more physically fit and healthy so that I can run the race, if I could use that scripture right. in this context, the that's been set, set before, before us. us. Right. And you can't run a race if you're not in shape, and you, you're not in shape if you haven't trained, if you haven't done certain things. 
We opened this conversation today with Scripture. Proverbs sixteen twenty four, wasn't it? Yep, and we close with it. It tells us this. Pleasant words are like a honeycomb. Sweetness is the word that we played with to the soul and health to the bones. All the things that are sweet that we like to take are not necessarily good for us in the long run. So we have to augment and we have to alter some of those things so that we can ultimately be all that God has called us to be physically so that we can carry out the work that he's put before us spiritually. A good word as always, Percy. Thank you so much. And one more time, I want to let you know that you should go online right now to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Those four words, healthhopeandinspiration.com. Download this week's resource, The Road to Good Nutrition. And subscribe to the podcast there when you click the subscribe button as well, and you won't be disappointed. You'll hear lots of good information here on health, hope, and inspiration. All right, Percy, our time is gone. I'm Wayne Shepherd. Thank you so much for what you brought to the program today. Listen, the best is still yet to come in your life and minds. And to everyone listening, be encouraged with health, hope, and inspiration. Health, Hope, and Inspiration is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease, evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic medicine, along with pastoral care to help maintain strength and quality of life. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use leading-edge technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Care that never quits.